from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 Podcast, powered by our proud partners, College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student-athlete marketing service since 1997. Located locally here in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. You can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get many more info on the many cool things they're doing and what they're about on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. All right. It's a uh, very special, uh, very special edition. It's the two-year anniversary. Excited to have uh, an all-star panel here, dare I say, right? So um, lucky, lucky and blessed to have a uh, a group of great, great friends, contributors, day one people that have been here in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in many, in many ways in support of the podcast. And so we get to kind of celebrate two years here and trying to figure out how on earth we made it this far. So uh, grateful for the opportunity as we're joined by both Mr. Harry Austin and Coach Rafa Casorena of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, as well as our video production analyst, director of video production, I should say. Matt Muniz of College Promoters USA and the voice of the Lake Travis Cavaliers and one of the main play-by-play guys for the Texan Live, Mr. Mike Youngblood. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing pretty good. Doing well. In a state of shock, that that's but also <laughs> extremely happy to be here. All right. So Mike. Go ahead, get it out of your system, jump right in. Let's go give your I mean, two years. Uh, give, Can you give, believe give that? Game, you've made give it your game ball years. declaration to Matt Ryan. Tell us, tell us, uh, tell us what you're talking about here. Uh, Minnesota Vikings came back from a 33 nothing halftime deficit to win in overtime, 39-36. The Houston Oilers no longer have the record, so you know whatever might be a painful wound is no more. I wow. have never, I. I Kept hope, but you know that one percent of things that don't ever happen happen. So it's I'm trying to get myself focused and appreciate the moment. But as a lifelong Viking fan, we have been traumatized and put through a lot of suffering. That you know, just a little bit of joy to, to, to sprinkle it on in. You know, it's a good thing. I'll, I'll I'll have better energy than if we lost. That's that's all I'll have to say. There you go. Great stuff. Great stuff. Awesome. Um, Harry, how's it going? Doing well. Uh, I'm here for the cake. <laughs> it's uh, it's in route. It's in route. It's in route. Get mine in the mail. All right. Yeah. Mail cake. <laughs> it's in route. Yeah. 
gluten free though. It's got to be gluten free, right? So, all right, awesome. So, <laughs> Rafa, how's it going, buddy? Good, just surviving the 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 shopping sales at the soccer factory. <laughs> yeah, I see. Is that a is that? Oh, a was there a sale this weekend? Yeah, I was there yesterday at eight o'clock in the morning in line, and then we got a nice tumbler championship USL championship tumbler, and then oh, go yeah. crazy on some of the gear, and then I went again today. <laughs> hey, thanks for the DM, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, they have. Uh, okay, so Rafa, so give us full, full scope on that. That this is a their big winter blowout sale that's going on through tomorrow. Started tomorrow, yesterday. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, they yeah I kind of said the same thing. It. Yeah, I said the same thing, Harry. I just randomly came across it on the new uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable Instagram page, right? So a little shameless plug there for you guys. And I see, uh, I see a little story of a line of probably about thirty people at. 8 a.m. or something like that. I was like, man, what is this? So, uh, yeah, I was like, I forget. I didn't realize they were that hardcore, right? So yeah. there was a legit. You can like, get some good sales that? if you catch it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What time? Well, I almost got in early. What time was it when you? I almost got in earlier because they asked us questions. They asked me what color was the ball at the 66 World Cup. I was like, well, I wasn't born in 66. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Until wow. is it orange wow. or white? <laughs> I'm not sure. They even have yeah. color photos then. How much be able to yeah. tell? <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, and Matt, Matt, so thank you, uh, thank you for being here. Appreciate you. We know it was. Uh, we brought you in uh, off the bullpen, right? Or in out of the bullpen. So, uh, appreciate you being here. Yeah, and how's it going, man? Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, congratulations on two years. You know, appreciate you uh, uh, let me come on, you know, be here. And uh, yeah, just kind of worked out, you know, had a, a brief little period in time. I got uh, my wife's uh, work Christmas party here uh, soon. So that's the only reason I would have to sneak off here. But uh, a pleasure yeah. to be here. Pleasure to meet you all. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you for being here as well. So we know that if you have to, if and when you have to head out, just uh, like I said, just let us know. And yeah. Uh, all right, so big thing, like I said, very informal, just kind of more of a, like I said, celebration of of being able to be a part of this, grow the game here in terms of Texas high school soccer, the college piece, the coverage there, uh, what we're trying to do on the recruiting front. And Matt, since we know you may have to dip out early, just let's just let's dive into a little bit of recruiting talk, right? From maybe from the video perspective and beyond, where what are some of these trends? You know, we got twenty twenty threes out there that. There's still a lot of them that are out there that are they're, mm -hmm. they're in that in those last stages of trying to kind of trying to close the close the loop, if you will, and make decisions. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And and maybe even some 2024s. Right. That haven't quite haven't quite made final decisions yet. What what are some trends? What are some things you're seeing right now with with those two particular classes? Uh, I mean, you know, right now it's just, you know, 2023 is obviously the clock is, you know, their their worst enemy right now. Uh, my only uh, thing to really say to those athletes, you know, 2023s, 2024s, you know, pretty much uh, uh, just any athlete who really wants to play in the college level is be proactive, you know, be as proactive as you can. You know, you can't just, you know, sit back and play, hope the coaches come and see you, can't just go show up to a tournament, you know, hope the coaches uh, uh, go uh, and, and see you, you know, at this particular field at this time. You know, uh, we actually had some kids in our program. And what I mean by being proactive 
is before you hit these tournaments, there's a list of coaches that are going to be there, uh, you know, who are going to be viewing our recommendation, reach out to those coaches, get your film ready, tell them, Hey coach, you know, I'm going to be here, you know, at this, uh, at this uh, ECNL St. Louis, you know, uh, showcase, here's my schedule, here's my film, you know, uh, if you like what to see, or, you know, would love to uh, have you, you know, come by a game, you know, you have to reach out to that coach. And we've even seen some responses back where the coach is like, hey, you know, appreciate the email, we'll make sure to add this kid to our list. And like, that's the thing, these coaches show up to these tournaments, to these events with already a list of kids in mind. So, you know, mm-hmm. you have to do things to, you know, essentially put yourself on that list and simply reaching out, email, DMing. Uh, the most important thing is going to be the video. You know, I know I'm the video guy, you know, but that's simply what it comes down to. You know, you could tell a coach how great you are, how awesome you are on the field. All they're going to do is say, awesome, give me some film so I can see and evaluate myself. You know, so uh, the first thing that I would do, you know, especially 2023, Try to get the best, you know, three-minute film, five-minute film you can. Try get your highlights from your best three to five games for kids that just playing the showcase this weekend. If you can build highlights from this showcase, you know, those kids that reached out to those schools before, they can always go back and say, hey, coach, I don't know if you saw me, but, you know, here's my highlights from this weekend. Or the ones that they uh, – that the coaches that didn't show up, they can then take that, those highlights – send it to those group of coaches that maybe they were at a different showcase at a different camp or, or, or something, you know, but like the main thing is just getting your film, getting your most recent film uh, because, you know, you can't rely on last season's film just because the athlete right now is bigger, faster and stronger than they were, you know, three, six months ago. So that's right. why we always say, you know, be proactive, try to get your film, you know, reach out to those coaches, you know, obviously films number one, Number two, I would tell these kids just, you know, uh, Google search soccer programs in their state, you know, start off there. But they're, they're going to need to at least go to their uh, their page, fill out their recruit questionnaire. That's how they get their information, you know, in their system. Uh, after filling out their recruit that recruit questionnaire, uh, there is a staff directory. There's coaches. They have their emails, simply a simple follow up email that says, hey, coach, you know, I'm so and so athlete. You know, I play here. I was all district. You know, my season coming up uh, would love to be a part of your program. I just filled out your recruit questionnaire. I have my film right here. Please tell me, you know, I would love to be a part of the program. You know what? Uh, please tell me what I need to do, you know, to be in consideration. You know, that little reach out to the coach and one letting him know like, hey, I filled out the request questionnaire. I have the film, you know, just let me know what to do. Now, those bigger programs, those D1s, you know, if a kid hasn't heard from a from a coach at that level, you know, up until their senior point, there's a good chance that may not happen. You know, so obviously, you know, if, if that's still your dream, still hit them. But if you don't hear anything back, you have to, you know, just unfortunately take that as a no. You know, no news is essentially bad news. Uh, and just move on to that next school because eventually throughout all the no's, one of those schools is going to say yes. And at the end, you could email a hundred schools. If one or, or two of those, you know, offer you, you're only going to go to one of those, you know? So Absolutely. it's just, you know, right. be, yeah, just being proactive and uh, yeah, just really uh, do what you can to help separate yourself, you know, from the pack. 
it's just it uh gone are the days where you can kind of just you know sit back and play and you know someone hears that there's this amazing kid in the town over you know and now it's a click of the button you can go to their huddle you know uh trace bo you know they all make it real easy to just clip and save your highlights that these kids you know have to take advantage of it you know i always say it was, it, it was ironic that uh, uh kind of that i became the video guy because i didn't have a highlight video you know our school back in the day i graduated in 2008 we were still using vhs tapes and you know um a, a couple years gone by what, what what color was the ball back then by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh, it's, it's still the same you know but like yeah it just it, it's crazy imagine trying to make a highlight tape you know, with VHS tapes. And even then, too, I went back a couple of years to try to get those because, you know, um, just I try to give it one last shot, you know, go to college. You know, I tried out even then I tried out in front of the coach. I did my best out of the group was the only one to get that one in one, you know, kind of talk with the coach. And the main thing he always led with was I need to see your film, you know, so just for these kids, just take advantage of those resources, you know, that are given to them, you know, for free from by the high school or the club and simply, you know, save those plays. You know, if anything, you're going to love being able to look back, you know, on the highlights. But at the same time, if you're really serious about, you know, playing at the next level, if a college coach, you know, uh, requests that film, you need to have it to them and have it to, you know, ready yesterday. So, you know, right, it right. kind of all goes down to the film, but at the same time, too, like I said, those questionnaires are, are going to be huge and it's simply reaching out to the coaches and don't just email one. There's assistance, you know, just uh, CC them. Uh, someone may open it. Someone may see it. If the head coach doesn't see it, the assistant might, you know, and if he likes what he sees, you know, that's how things kind of get through the channels. But the the main thing is just to be proactive. You know, you can't. That, like I said, signing day is what February, uh, like that February seventh or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, but I'm checking right now. I'm trying to remember. Uh, February eighth, I believe it is. There, there you go. I mean, yeah. so most of these kids, I mean, especially right now, you know, they have maybe uh, a week or two to get it to coaches before a little dead period happens. You know, these coaches have families. They, you know, uh, they go back home. They kind of shut it down, but. After that, they got, you know, 30 days in January to to really do what they can to separate themselves. Yeah. Um, Mike, I would also Mike, maybe oh, look out for showcases sorry, and camps. You know, uh, a lot of those, you know, kind of happen, you know, especially this coming year. Uh, there's going to be a camp that's going to have a few coaches there. And like I said, if you do decide to go to those, like I said, you got to have your film ready, but make sure to reach out to those coaches and say, hey, coach, I'm going to be here. Here's my film. You know, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. You know what? Uh, uh, what what do you need for me to be a part of that program? And that's, I, just, that's just it. I just had a follow up question. Is because you bring up uh, using film, and you know now everybody's got fancy cameras, so you get all these just cool like action shots. Like, mm -hmm. uh, what would you suggest as a really good template? Is a huddle film that's good for making the video because anybody could just make some super cut to T Pain in the background, but like. Yeah specifically to the to the film like what do you have what have you found that's been really helpful and what what are some things to maybe avoid um you know uh kind of like you said you know you, you you see a lot of those videos that have those super cuts you know these college coaches they want to see the play develop you know they they want to see them running you know if, if it's a play you know from uh, one goal to the next you know they want to see you know the, the the speed they run 
maybe the angle. So, you know, a lot of the the videos that at least we do, you know, uh, I always try to tell, you know, even people I'm, I'm teaching how to do them. It's like there's always that one point or that that one pause, you know, where the athletes like there and then you kind of see them cut and make their move to the ball, like show that cut. You know, don't just show, you know, them jumping, you know, maybe into a header like midway through, like show them cover that field. You know, it's you, you just have to show more of the play uh, develop. So at least that's that's what we do. You know, we, of course, try to make uh, our videos is, you know, uh, for, for the families and as highlight as we can. But at the end of the day, we do make them towards college coaches. And uh, that's the main thing I know, like for. Yeah, like I said, for soccer, one of the big things is, is going to be speed. So, you know, don't, you know, show them running half field, you know, show them running that full play. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I would just say. Just, you know, um, show the full play. How you long know? should they be? Like, should they be five minutes, three minutes, ten minutes? Like, it's it seems like that's a tough thing when trying to deal with college coaches yeah. of. Yeah, uh, you, you know, it, it's always tough. You know, a, a good highlight video, we always say is going to be about three to five minutes. And, you know, we always say, you know, for, you know, the the soccer kids, start off with your best three to five games, you know, to, to find some highlights. You know, there may be some other highlights you have in mind uh, in some other ones. But, you know, we always recommend, too, we'd much rather have a, a lot more highlights versus two or three jerseys versus, you know, 15 <laughs> you know, uh, kind of show them dominating a little bit more, you know, against each squad. So, you know, uh, three to five minutes is perfect. You do have those ballers where, I mean, heck, they're just going. It's like this, you know, kid's a beast on the field that, you know, we have eight-minute videos, nine-minute videos. It's rare you get those 15-minute ones. uh, But when you deal with those all-state, you know, athletes and stuff like that, you come across a highlight. You're like, man, I don't know how I can delete that or not show that. Um, but, you know, every every athlete's going to be different. You know, um, uh, an athlete can get away with a minute and a half worth of film. You know, it's got to be, you know, a little exciting, you know, hopefully a couple goals, you know, some uh, uh, some exciting, you know, defense like takeaways maybe. But, yeah, it can range from a minute and a half, three to five is kind of that sweet spot. Seven's a little, you know, and, and nine's getting a little up there. And then, you know, 15, it's just – you know, we try to yeah, tell the parents yeah. like, hey, you know, we did our best to delete them. Please let us know. But, you know, at the same time, like you'll be amazed. You'll delete a play and a parent will be like, oh, we really like this, you know, one pass. And you're just like, all right, all right I'll go back and, you know, add it in. You know, now yeah. it's 1549, you know, so. Yeah, man, let me let me uh, hit on something there, Matt. So, so, Mike, to answer your question, part of that is the piece because I, I know we sit on enough evals and when i come in right that matt has matt has seen and that we get that question a lot in terms of video right the actual how long should it be but the point of emphasis that we make along with jm our director of scouting is those first 30 seconds that is the most crucial so it doesn't whether whether it's a minute and a half or up to five minutes as matt mentioned is those first 30 minutes are ha- 30 seconds i should say are critical right that's what we call the 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 ooh factor right meaning you know you're a college coach let's look at it from the college coach's perspective he's he or she their email are they're getting slammed with one to 200 of these a week or a month depending upon what school they're at right so as they're going through these and they click on a video in those first 30 seconds we got to grab them we got to grab their attention and we got to get them to be like ooh and get them to sit up in their chair and want to watch the rest because what college coaches don't have the time for is to sit through 
three, five minutes, seven minutes, or 15 minutes and 49 seconds of, of the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. So if we don't catch them within those first 30 seconds, they move on to the next one They because they have to. They simply have to. So, so understanding that parents and student athletes, when they're constructing their, their clips, they have to look at it not from their perspective, but from understanding the college coach's perspective, right? That's critical. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even in the uh, more soccer world too, you know, after, you know, say like that first highlight video, second highlight video, you know, once these coaches, you know, start recruiting them a lot more, that's actually where full game footage, you know, comes comes into play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once a college coach requests that full game footage, you know, they, they want to see, you know, obviously not only the highlights, but, you know, what happens when they, you know, turn the ball over, when they, you know, get it taken away, you know, how they respond. So, you know, that's the in the world of soccer, basketball, you know, we found that, you know, like after a few highlight tapes, once they start requesting that, you know, full game footage, that's when, you know, um, at least they're taking a further look, you know, into those uh, to those athletes. Yeah. So. Sorry, I got ambushed with a guy with a lot of speed here. It really closes <laughs> on the ball wall, but just the unbelievable instincts. No, you're good. You're good. So, um, great stuff. Any any follow up, Rafa? You got anything for Matt as well? Any on the on the recruiting talk side? As far as with the recruiting, how, how are you on with the academics? Since I work on the recruiting side with admissions. Okay, that's well. That's uh, we, how do you, yeah. how do you like like I, like this year? I notice a lot of kids when they come up to my tables with college fairs or visits, like that. Especially like athletes, you know, you know, very few of them have like go out and apply. And that's one thing I tell them: you need to go apply so you can show the coach you're interested in the program. How do you guys take care of those things? Um, you know, the, the, the main thing that we do, you know, uh, in college promoters is we help bridge that gap between athlete, you know, and coach. And, you know, obviously that's taking their video, taking their information, you know, uh, shooting it directly, you know, to their, uh, email, uh, inbox, uh, you know, we're even able to kind of track and get a good, you know, recruiting report of like, you know, who's open that email, you know, kind of, you know, um, yeah, just, you know, teach these kids, you know, obviously the ones where, you know, uh, coaches have kind of opened them, you know, a little bit more, you know, it's kind of uh, shows that, you know, they're doing, uh, they're, they're just kind of um, putting them on their radar. Um, but I, I, I so, so academics, I mean, we love academics because in that um, recruiting athletic world, the higher the academics, the more money these coaches can, of course, you know, get to their athletes. And if they can pull more from the academic side, obviously that frees up more, you know, athletic money to where they can maybe go get, you know, another athlete or, you know, just make it more, uh, excuse me, a little bit more financially um, uh, better or a package. But I mean, academics is huge. Um, you know, the the ones, obviously, the like I said, the, the more opportunities are there, because if you have a kid that can pair athletics with uh, um, uh, some good academics, good SAT score, ACT score, you know, you get a chance to start looking more into those Ivy League schools or, you know, just those higher academic ones and you know man we've uh i over my 11 uh, yeah about 11 and a half years about to be 12 you know there's a lot of kids that we've seen that you know good athletes maybe a little undersized uh you know just that five nine wide receiver you know the five eleven linebacker the six one you know lineman um you know if, if they have the academics like it, it's crazy just the just the more opportunities that that open there and if these kids man i uh, i try to tell them like just take the visit 
you know, a lot of kids, you know, especially here in the state of Texas, you know, love Texas, you know, don't want to necessarily leave, but, you know, it's only for four years, you know, the, you can always come back home, especially, you know, with the transfer portal, you know, if we can get more film, you know, then we actually have a better leg to stand on, you know, whenever we decide to transfer. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, um, if these kids can really just pair that academics and athletics, the, the, the world can really open up for them. And if they just take that, that jump to go visit, man, it, it really can open some doors. You know, we always say, you know, college, it's not necessarily a four-year decision. It's a 40-year decision. You know, it's going to uh, determine the friends you meet, you know, the, uh, the, the teammates, you know, who, who make their own businesses or go on to places, you know, the girlfriends that you bring home, your or girlfriend, boyfriend, you bring home, you know, to mom, it, it really does determine, you know, that whole like outlook. So, you know, for these kids that, you know, if they're unsure, I mean, that's always what the visit's for, you know, you can show up somewhere and if, a, you know, and know that if a coach gave you $30,000, you'll play there or not, you know, go to, uh, go to Minnesota right now, or, or, you know, up in Buffalo, you know, during the winter, you know, see, see if you want, if you really, really love soccer enough, you know, that you'll go up there. I mean, hopefully they got indoors, but um, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and not to not to make it too much of a plug, but I think you know, in terms of Rafa's question, we you know we have this discussion pretty regularly in evals. <clears throat> excuse me. And part of what makes us distinctly different at College Promoters USA is the emphasis on academics. I know Matt has seen it a handful of times. We bring in. You know, JM and myself will be in there in an evaluation with a student at parent and student athlete. And we're 15, maybe 20 minutes in, and we haven't even started talking soccer yet. It's exclusively academics, right? Where are they at? GPAs, transcripts, what track are they on? Because that matters, right? Honors courses, AP or IB courses. Um, what, you know, where, where they're at in terms of current GPA, uh, but also progress, right? Sometimes we have student athletes that have, maybe they come in with a lower GPA, but what their transcript also reflects is the progress that they've made in maybe the last year to year and a half, right? So that's important as well. So, but yeah, academics, name of the game is the absolute name of the game, right? Because that, that in itself can get you into certain doors that you normal you normally couldn't, right? Um regardless of how great how great of a soccer player you are right so so very important and one of the things that i like to highlight our president as matt knows uh, uh mr greg smith you know his his wife is she's a senior administrator in one of our local school districts in the san antonio area so academics is very an extremely important piece there at college promoters usa and something that makes college promoters usa distinctly different so yeah, but I think so. Yeah, academics for sure. And I was gonna also mention to Matt that hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong with five nine, man. I know you're picking on five nine. Absolutely <laughs> no, nothing wrong. No, with not at all. Not at all. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was the five eleven yeah. lineman. You know, so yeah. I, uh, sorry. Yeah. But Watch. yeah, I know. Um, shortly b before we let you go, Matt. No, you're good, Matt. I'm just messing with you. But just <laughs> wanted to thank you for being here. Appreciate it. And for you know, one of the things that I want to share with our listeners as well, you know. We have Mike and Rafa on here as well, and I know Harry will be back with us shortly, but I get to see Matt in the office, stare at a screen and just working on videos for nine, 10 hours a day. That's, you know, we're blessed to have him at College Promoters USA as our director of video production. Uh, he's one of the best in the business. 
he's out there. He's filming stuff regular regularly as well in terms of our some of our student athletes. But what I wanted to do here is kind of give Matt uh, an opportunity, give him the floor to maybe highlight one or two, um, both on the male and female side, the San Antonio area soccer athletes maybe that you would like to highlight who you've been working on film, who hasn't signed yet, who maybe isn't quite – a household name yet but that's one of the things that we're going to work on on college promoters usa maybe a plug for for one or two athletes right now oh man you know i of course have been working on uh, a few i'm trying to like pull up the list here at least from like this past yeah. week but like i said we had a uh, um there's maybe someone Lewis. that just jumps out to you someone I'm, one uh, or two man uh i mean some local kids boston babiars aiden sanchez um Man, uh, Jack Clower, you know, we, we, we got a, a, a few kids. I mean, it, it, it's crazy just the, uh, the the talent out there, you know, uh, being blessed to, to, to work on these kids too. You know, um, man, it, it's just crazy. It's, it's, you know, a lot of times in recruiting too, you know, for some of these kids that are just, you know, under-recruited, you know, it's just not, it, it's not because of talent. You know, it's just the fact that there's millions of kids out there and, you know, it's just a coach just doesn't know their name yet. So, I mean, it, it's been amazing, you know, working on some of these kids, you know, sending them out, you know, seeing the feedback. I mean, you know, San Diego State, you know, on some of these kids, you know, reaching out to, you know, come to this, come to their camps. You know, we want to see you, you know, live. And, you know, that's just the main thing. You know, when when coaches request, you know, that you get out there to a camp like you, these athletes, you have to go. You know, that's that's like, uh, you know, applying for a job and not showing up for the interview. You know, they're, they're not going to hire you. Yeah. They're, they're, they're right. going to hire right. the other, the other people that, that showed up that day. So, um, yeah, yeah you know, they've uh, been blessed to work on, on a, a lot of kids, you know, so. Yeah. 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 And that's uh Boston Bevy arts, a Brandeis product and also SA city uh, product as well as Aiden Sanchez, who plays for the Johnson high school here in San Antonio and also a SA city product. So, believe both of them are actually in St. Louis right now at the ECNL showcase event. So um, yeah, wishing we, them, uh, wishing them the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely wishing them the best. You know, they're out there, you know, performing. I mean, oh man, I, I didn't even Eden Rodriguez, you know, freaking popping up here. Like, yeah, there's, there, there, there's plenty of ports yeah, that I need to go yeah. back uh, and look, but yeah, you know, uh, a lot of great talent here. And like I said, you know, it, it's you got, not a female for us? you got a female you can give us. Oh, one that man. kind of stands yeah. out to you recently that you you want to give a, a shout out you know to? kind of in the uh in the more the nevada world you know we not only you know do we work with uh, kids in texas you know but we also you know uh have some athletes you know franchises you know nevada missouri oklahoma uh i was just working on one uh an Alyssa turco you know a 510 defender mm. you know out there in, in las vegas and you know, I mean, she's, you know, a beast, you know, a defender on her high school team, but midfielder on her club, you know, just five yeah. and coming in, you know, with some headers uh, for goals. I mean, she's got some nice free kicks to show as well. You know, it's um, yeah, she's probably on my mind for uh, for, for right now. Who is she being looked at by Matt? If you don't mind me asking, like what schools are interested in her? Um, well, I know we recently just did her video and I know like, uh, with her being in Nevada, you know, the, the, those more areas, uh, kind of have a better, uh, better grasp on it. Uh, I know we'll be shooting her out, uh, this, this coming week, you know, just cause that's how we work. You know, every time we update video, that's essentially for our athletes an excuse to, you know, relaunch them out, you know, send it back to coaches. And like I said, just be like, Hey coach, 
here's, you know, highlights from this past weekend. You know, if you were there, hope you saw him. If you weren't, you know, here's, you know, his highlights. He's, you know, still looking for a home. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's just, sorry, I lost a uh, uh, contract uh, there. But, you know. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, good. but yeah, uh, you know, just with these kids, you know, I know I got uh, uh, some uh, uh, limited time here, but just just have them be proactive. Like I said, yeah. video coaches have to see you play one way or another, whether, you know, live or, you know, uh, uh, on the screen, see some highlights and just, you know, go, go to that camp. Like I said, when you show up, you'll have a good sense of whether or not you want to play there. Um, but uh, that'll definitely open up a lot of a uh, lot of doors there just to show up. Right. And Matt, before we let you go, quick question for you. Put you on the spot, no pressure, right? Okay. So, but I, <laughs> I often get asked the question, right? I was actually asked it at an event that I was at yesterday. Is how is College Promoters USA doing with just in general in terms of the talent? But how is the talent, the soccer talent, in San Antonio, right? What is it like? How? What have you seen in turn? Maybe over the course of the last year or so. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in terms of the talent in the in the San Antonio soccer uh, area, if you will, maybe even up to Austin? What's what's a trend that you're seeing or that you've noticed uh, in terms of this area? Uh, I mean, just the the club play. You know, I feel like especially, you know, in the 11, 12 years that I've been here, you know, there's a few more clubs that have kind of popped up. You know, obviously, just the opportunity to get out there. You know, the the we're working with more kids, you know, ODPs, you know, ECNL teams, you know, just these ballers where, you know, uh, in the past, I mean, it was more just kind of like, you know, kids who just played high school. You know, the 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 club and travel wasn't necessarily as popular as it is, you know, now. So, I mean, you know, these kids, you know, it's um, yeah, just 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 keep playing, you know, and, and, and like try try to travel, try to be on the best team, you know, be in front of that talent. You know, because when you can go to a you know coach and say you're on the best you know ECNL team or you know the Olympic development you, you know personality, you know it's just um, yeah, it's it, it's kind of something that obviously you know it, it, th those kids are you know ballers. They deserve you know that uh, that um, uh, those accolades. But yeah, just the 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 level of talent, just running around, just playing yearly. It's uh yeah you know sometimes you know just the spring it's like oh you know I got you know soccer here to do it but not it's it's you know this the summer schedule the fall schedule you know it's uh this is always the the busiest time because you know football obviously ended volleyball ended but basketball starting you know you got the 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 baseball soccer everything but yeah it's just uh just that travel uh uh it's it I mean. Unfortunately, you have to pay for it, you know, to, to, to make it to those games, make it, you know, stay those nights, get the hotels. Um, but, yeah, just playing in front of that competition. You've just seen a lot more more athletes just just doing it, participating. Yeah, thanks for that. And Rafa, Mike, anything else for Matt before we wrap up and ask him the most important question? I'll just congratulate you that if you, I, you know, I've tried to do a lot of video and editing and, you know, the fact that you're not crazy, I've, I've completely lost your mind at some point. You know, I got to commend you. You got to be a pretty uh, strong-willed person and focused because <laughs> it's a very meticulous process going through highlight clips. And uh, I've, I've done some of the past, but it, it's like 
boy, did, did you get to be a patient person. So yeah, yeah, uh, uh, definitely do appreciate it. a lot of uh, minutes in front of the screen. Uh, the fact that I'm not wearing blue lit glasses right now, you know, is is probably <laughs> something I should look into here. My wife would probably appreciate it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a task, you know. But uh, what what I do love about it is literally. I've uh, worked in my position. I've, I've worked with all of our athletes. I've seen all of our athletes, you know, all of our kids that have gotten those opportunities to play. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and, you know, honored to say that I got a chance, you know, to work on that video. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it, it definitely a little uh, little taxing, but it's uh, it's well worth it. Yeah. In the end. You know, I thought I thought you were gonna you were blessed and honored to have worked with me, but no, that went a different direction. Hey, so hey, sorry. Had to request uh, one blessing, <laughs> but you know, always a blessing. Oh, right? okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> now, hey, um, want to wrap up and get you out of here. Special thank you. Uh, give my best to your wife for sharing, uh, sharing, uh, sharing you with us for a little bit. We know you guys got to run, but uh, and also, you know, want to put it out there, wishing you the best of luck. As we know, you've got the. Uh, the uh hopefully inside of what maybe t minus couple of weeks two weeks um, something like that as far as uh, the, uh, the birth of the that. first one on the way yes the uh the the first spawn the 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 munis yeah. uh about 10 11 days hopefully uh 1228 should yeah. be here it's uh getting awesome. real um but yeah. uh yeah you know we uh me and my wife we're uh, we're looking forward to it you know getting the baby room together there's boxes here you know i'm trying to you know get it all ready but yeah it's right, uh right. It's, yeah. we could possibly have awesome. anything to do by now i'm sure just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. panic for like 10 days yeah. at least yeah. yeah 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 we got the uh the uh, U.S. Uh, the Team USA kit is on the way. The Liverpool kit, Real Madrid kit, they're all on the way, man. They're all on the way. So, um, yeah. San Antonio FC kit, maybe kit, baby kit, they're all on the way for the little ones. So, yeah. uh, great stuff. So, and last question before we wrap up, kind of two things: any thoughts, shoutouts, anything you wanna you wanna share with us? Final thoughts, anything, and also um, thoughts on tomorrow's World Cup final. Score score line. Who do you think wins, Argentina and France? Oh man. Uh, well, that's uh, I'm I'm probably gonna have to go. You know, France. You know, I feel I feel like Met, it, it would be appropriate for Messi to to get that. I feel probably obviously the last one, but you know, um, I also love sports cards, so I've been collecting a little Mbappe. Uh, so hoping hoping for some good good news at least uh on Monday or so, but uh. You got, um, got some graded stuff, or what? What do you, what, what what do you have? Uh, yeah, it, it was a graded uh pink back world sticker. Uh, like his uh the Russia uh yeah. like the twenty eighteen like um uh yeah um World Cup uh PSA six, but I mean still something that oh yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah I just thought like had to invest in in them. I'm a sports card nerd, so that that made me perk my ears up a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's a it's a weird market, certainly for uh, for soccer cards here at the World Cup. I think yeah, it's, don't, don't, don't don't get. No, we're not gonna go with that down please. that road. But oh I just, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that, that's a different one. I got this whole Hertz yeah. uh, uh, horde. I've been uh, he was my guy to bet on. So uh, that's a different podcast, but would always love to talk about that too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So well, scoreline. So you got France scoreline. What do you think? Uh, three two. I don't know. You know, let's keep it a little, a little exciting, a little high scoring. Yeah. You know, back and forth. But you know, three three two is nice. 
you know um but uh but but yeah uh look forward to seeing it but uh, at least last words just want to say you know hector you know uh, appreciate everything you know we're, we're like i said we're lucky and blessed to be a part you know of the 50 50 podcast you know of course having you you know in as well you know uh you've been instrumental in bringing a lot you know of those like we're saying these stronger you know um soccer athletes so you know, we, uh, we we really appreciate it. You know, it's our head soc- soccer guy. You know, just just keep killing it. You know, year three is going to be uh, awesome. Hope to, you know, talk to you, uh, all of you guys again uh, when the time comes. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, just keep killing it. You're doing awesome out there. Matt, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you coming on here. Tell your wife thank you again as well. And, uh, yeah, likewise, blessed to, uh, to be able to work with you. So thank you. Thank you for all you do for – our student athletes, all of our, you know, our uh, College Promoter USA athletes in terms of what you're doing in terms of the film and helping them shine because uh, you play a very instrumental role. So thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, pleasure meeting you all. Uh, wish I could uh, uh, stay in on the rest of the conversation, but uh, you guys got it from here. Take care. All right. Take care, Matt. We'll see you. Bye. All right, guys. Thoughts, questions, or I mean, I, obviously he's gone, but anything uh, recruiting related before we kind of move on? Or anything he said that kind of got your attention? Sports cards. Uh, no, I, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'd love to meet that guy, but of course, he's going to have a kid. You might not see him for a couple of years. So be, you weren't uh, lying about the ears perked part, right? You were like, kind, you were kind of head down like this. He said, kind of just trying to. And it just, yeah. retweet and send links and stuff out there, try to get yeah. the word out and it's uh, hit the, the old reticular activation system. Kind of like a dog so Mike, smells a dream. Mike, any updates on Vandy DeSoto? Last that I saw tweeting to the Mr. Thomas Jones, the Austin American statesman who was doing his I've got it like here in a second. Here in a sec. Uh, last was twenty-one ten at halftime, and it's thirty-five scrolling. seventeen. Thirty. Okay. Desoto has five hundred fourteen yards of offense, and those thirty-five points. They're mm-hmm. they're they're just a beast. They're, they're fourth quarter. Beast. Is that fourth quarter already? Uh, end of the third. So just about to the start third. the fourth. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good deal, Rafa. Any any thoughts on what Matt dropped or in response to your question? Anything he said get your attention? Just uh, like I said, the kids just have to be, like I mentioned, proactive, you know, getting things ball the ball rolling, especially, you know, starting your junior year. I know, like me working on that kind of the academic side with the applications and so forth. They, if they're really serious, they have to sh- show the coaches not only on video, but also, you know, doing your SAT scores, your academics, right. what classes you're taking. It's, it's, it's a process, but, you know, never sell short where you're going. Not everyone's going to be D1. It's There's some awesome D2, D3 programs, NAIA programs. You know, as long as they're willing to help you pay for school, that's that's all that mm-hmm. really matters. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the interesting piece on that, too, is just because you can go D1 doesn't mean you should. That doesn't mean it's the right fit for you, right? So in helping student athletes define, figure out what that right fit is for them. That's such a crucial role, right? And and when you're 14, 15, 16 years old, that's tough. That's tough to try to figure out, right? And this is why understanding that not to go about it by yourself and understand that it's a process, that you're not alone um, or, or that it doesn't happen. Hey, I sent an email to coaches and I never heard anything. I was like, okay, great. 
Did you follow up with another email? Did you attempt to call them? What did you do? Did you try to, did you follow them on social media and maybe DM them or something? Um, there's different ways. Um, so yeah, so for sure. Do you hang outside uh, of their house you, and just kind of uh, say hello? <laughs> no, don't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's, yeah. but I would, I would love to see the coach that did be like, wow, you are determined. We need, I need yeah. you. Okay. Right. Don't do that though. Yeah. So we start segueing here. We start talking a little bit about, um, Texas high school soccer inside Texas high school soccer, our spinoff series show that both uh, Rafa and I co-host. Um, and that's kind of Mike where we rewind back to, what was that? Probably about a year and a half ago or so now where we crossed paths and yeah, uh, you was... were doing play by play by play for the Texan, then covering Lake Travis and their, they met their, their then ultimate demise versus eventual state champion Lee, uh, Lee high school, San Antonio awesome. Lee. Right. Um, tell us your take from, from when you first started then to now over the course of last year. And now what's give us a kind of a layout of the, of the five, one, two, right. The, the greater Austin area, what's your take on some of the talent on both the, maybe the, the boys and girls side, what any programs that kind of the obvious ones, maybe the strong ones, but then some of the ones that you have maybe your eye on that a lot of people aren't talking about. It, it's kind of interesting now that I've been in it, the the whole landscape of just all the sports, and then like you're you're trying to correlate between well this pro this uh, the school's generally good at baseball or they're good at bat or like a good strong football program. Like generally, it seems to like the the athletic success is like a shared departmental thing. So. Uh, it's it, it's unbelievable to me here that in 6A in District 26 where you've got the three-headed monster on both sides and girls and boys, probably um, you know, between Lake Travis, Westlake, and Tripping Springs that the, the, the trip factor coming up to 6A is just like, are you kidding me? Like you've got, I mean, up to the exception of like Lake Travis girls soccer, which I think is um, the new coach, and I, I think there's – yeah, the sky's the limit for them, but you know, you have a drip program that won a state championship. You know, that programs that have gone far at the very highest level to represent Region Four, and and it, it's so hard to try to suss up it now because of the, you know, a lot of kids that you have to replace. But you know, I think drip girls, or excuse me, women's soccer, they, I mean, they're just loaded, and I don't think there's going to be any question that they're going to step up into six A, and be as competitive or at, at that same level. So, which has been like a thought exercise for me as to like, okay, what happens when you go 4A to 5A, 5A to 6A? Like, I mean, if you can be really good in 5A, you're generally going to be really good in 6A regardless uh, of the sport. So the, the trip factors just keeps things really interesting for District 26. Would you add Vandegrift as a, as probably the fourth team in that, in that, in that mix? Well, there they're in another district with uh, Westwood, Round Rock. Mm -hmm. For the, for that area, uh, for the I, Austin area. I I would I think given Vandy's tradition, I I would probably definitely have them up higher on the girls' side. It would seem. Uh, the boys, the Lake Travis beat them in the regional quarters. Really nice team, LT juggernaut last year. So it's tough for me to sit there and go, you know, they're going to be worse. They're going to be better, but. Uh, it certainly seems like they got a really strong tradition, a lot of passion on that side, and 
uh, a decent number of kids coming back. We're, we're, we're placing a lot of kids that there's going to be a lot of good ones stepping on up, but I, I've not been able to see with my own eyes, which I you know, think there's some scrimmages I hope I can check out uh, before then to give a better answer. Vandergriff for sure. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. We know, and <clears throat> excuse me, we know. So obviously, heavy scrimmages going on right now but tournament uh tournament play picks up right away right out of the gate uh in the next you know next two weeks inside of the next two weeks for that first those first two weeks of january um any places that you know of where you're gonna be whether coverage or where you plan to get eyes on certain programs certain teams certain certain tournaments anything where you know you're gonna be those first couple of weeks of january i I'm still kind of waiting to see how this. I haven't seen like official schedules just yet. I've been been trying to find it. Uh, thankfully, I think this year I've, I've tried to take a more proactive approach to email coaches and, and try to collect some information. So I, I I have a little bit more on my radar before the postseason. What happens is with Texan Live is that you know we're right in the heart of basketball season and, and uh, both the men's and women's side. So it's going to be like nights where one team's on the road then i've got availability and a producer and a camera person available to be able to just get in a match somewhere so i i haven't foreseen it yet i'm trying to look up dates to make sure that i at least get some eyeballs on something um but nothing yet but it, by the time we get to the postseason it's a certain people will be doing those games so th gotcha. that's the one thing I can always rely on. It's like, okay, by by the time we get to the first round, I mean, we really go ham as far as trying to make sure we cover just about as much as, as we can mm -hmm. here and, and in our Houston area. And will you will you be covering uh, Lake Travis men's and women's soccer matches throughout the regular season, district play, anything like that? It will depend on the schedule. Like you know, last year I was able to do one regular season match uh, for the women's side, for LT, then the uh, the last match of the season they had against Westlake, that or their coach still says that was like one of my more epic broadcasts. So that, but, you know, always nice to hear that. Um, yeah. But now, now that's a little bit more on my radar. It, it's something I'm probably going to push my producers more for is that if we have somebody else that might be doing a basketball game, that I'd be like, you know what, let's, you know, that that might not be as big as doing a Lake Travis trip or Lake Travis Westlake or, or something like that. So mm -hmm. I am setting my sights on it, but you know, th this is such a week to week business of right. stuff that you do try to get prepared and scheduled for. So I'm getting my homework in and appreciate uh, the help of you guys that to, to get me up to speed. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big shout out. Also, by the way, speaking of Lake Travis, you know, coach David Bamel, Will Maloney out at uh, Lake Travis, Will Maloney getting the promotion and making shifting over to the uh, women's side of the house. So shout out to them. Good luck to them this year, since, you know, obviously we know you, you're the voice of the Cavaliers. So give them a little they, shout out there. They so. said they'd be happy to jump back on the pod again. So I'm, I'm sure hopefully there, there, there'll be nice. some good stretch to the season that you can be able yeah. to get to get to talk to them again. Yeah. Yeah, I did have a chance to talk to him a little bit, not as much as I would have liked at uh, in Galveston at the T Tasco Texas High School Soccer Coaches Convention. But uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Rafa, you got anything else for uh, for Mike? What any other yeah, thoughts? Speaking of, yeah, speaking of the games, like I know that one big uh, showcase coming up, the Austin Lake Showcase. Any chances maybe 
featuring a couple of guys because I know we saw I know last year there were some really good teams, not only from the Austin area but from San Antonio, the Valley, uh, Houston, right. a couple of Dallas teams. I know there were some Laredo teams as well too. So hmm. anything looking forward to maybe that as far as coverage for that? Yeah, let's see what uh, which which tournament Austin College showcase. Is the Austin Lake Showcase? I think that's Austin. what the second second week, I think, of January, I believe. You, yeah, or we third. that's part of. So yeah, well, <clears throat> as he's looking that up, one of the one of the things Austin, that's kind okay, of a plug, okay. that's kind of a plug where we can talk about that'll be part of our discussion. <clears throat> excuse me, our discussion on a upcoming episode, our next episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer, which will be next. We discussed. Thursday, correct, Rafa? Next Thursday. So that'll be next Thursday, December 22nd, uh, somewhere around 5 p.m. More info to come on that. But that's where we're going to dive into and talk about these these key upcoming tournaments, who's in them. And we'll talk a lot more about uh, repeating or most likely to repeat champions, which, of course, we have to start right out of the gate. We have to start with uh, South Lake Carroll women's soccer, who is, Mm -hmm. you know, the preeminent uh you know number one choice in terms of to to defend repeat their title because they just they have an on they forget about reloading they just it's like a whole new they're kind of like brazil in terms of what they have they can only start 11 i think that's their biggest problem (laughs) but yeah they are absolutely loaded and uh yeah it's going to be on the rest of 6a on the women's side to try to figure out how how they can uh how they can top them yeah, I'm just pulling up the the field for that. So you have what the the Woodlands, South Lake Carroll, Westlake, Brandeis, uh, Rockwall Heath. I mean, that this is uh, this is a pretty sick field. I'll be pretty ticked if I don't find some time to. Yeah, maybe maybe we can talk to our network about, about broadcasting that. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it's wow, that 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 looks okay. But we're gonna we're gonna try to go check that out at the very least. Yeah, and South Lake Carroll, Rafa, you can speak to it a little bit more. They'll be here, uh, their women's side at least. They'll be here in, that's was it the first week of January? I think the second week, I believe. Is it second? Okay. Yeah. I yeah, believe, yeah, they're at, yeah, they'll be here for the for the Northeast ISD Showcase. And I think for confirmed they're playing Brandeis, Johnson, uh, San Antonio Johnson, and also Reagan. So mm. it's three of the top programs you know, here in San yeah. Antonio that they're yeah. going to be facing. And I, last year I went to the game when they played Bernie Champion and Bernie Champion upset them. They beat them. Even they went, they I think went that was in penalties, games. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was penalties, yeah. Yeah, so good stuff. Um, yeah, so a lot more to come. You know, very excited about what we have planned, what we have in store for Inside Texas High School Soccer this year is we plan on having many more episodes. If you if you missed our pre our, – uh, preview show right which aired a couple of weeks ago go back and listen to that inside texas high school soccer see the season three preview show we kind of laid out a lot of the things that we were planning on covering this season rafa tell us uh maybe tell us a little bit about that maybe a couple of the things that you're most excited about i think what i'm most excited about uh, what you know what what teams are gonna do you know, some, some, some damage, like, especially like some of those ones moving up from five to six, like dripping Springs. I'm real curious, especially with the girls side, mm-hmm. you know, how I was like, Travis and Wesley going to deal with them. Um, also there's some, we saw, I did see some teams moved down from five, you know, six, eight to five, a, like 
For example, right. look at Swinton Valley. Swinton Valley boys and girls are, are going to be contention for that. Um, so, and then also in like in the Dallas area, it's a Salina. You know, mm-hmm. the girls had a great run last year, winning the state champion. Yeah. How you know are they going to reload? And I just saw a couple mm-hmm. of the scrimmages, and they knocked off a couple six eight teams, which that says something there. When you knock off some six eight teams, and you're playing from four right. to two. That says that right. you know, you're, you're not rebuilding; you just reloaded and ready for to make another mm-hmm. run. So that's what I'm excited yeah, you about. Mentioned, you mentioned Midlothian Heritage, right? They make that jump to five A, and then we talked about uh, Highland Park, right? They make that Park, jump to six A, yeah. make that jump to six A. But yeah, well, I mean, just the sheer volume of of talent across the state, but then of course, particularly the, the DFW, the Metroplex. Mm-hmm is pretty amazing pretty amazing and we're looking forward to covering that uh again we talked about south lake carroll on the women's side uh defending their state title um obviously you know the starring for the u.s uh u.s the uh, u.s youth national team kennedy fuller and now her little sister joins joins the group camden fuller so that's going to be a lights out group to watch play as well so looking forward to that um so yeah, year two, year two in the books, year three, looking ahead, excited about many things that we have on the podcast. Some of the many great episodes we will be recording pretty regularly during this holiday break as well. So look forward, as we mentioned, uh, next episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer coming up on Thursday, December 22nd with both Rafa and I, we'll, we'll start to dive into a lot more of the upcoming games, tournament play. But also on Tuesday, it'll get that'll be announced later this evening. Have another another coach from a preeminent program in the state in the greater San Antonio area that'll be joining us on Tuesday. So we're excited about that. And then we got a couple of a uh, couple of other programs as we continue to showcase um, a great for list of four A programs around the state the following week as well. So um, so looking forward to that. The World Cup talk, Mike thoughts. The big game, what your takeaway from what you've had the chance to see so far, um, and then of course the big game tomorrow. The third third place match was fun today. Then that's kind of the the cool thing. I mean, the, it's probably a little weird to play it, but the fact that you know, like you have nothing to lose, like it just allows for teams to just go full out of attack, and I think that's way more fun to watch than defensive football. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's. The weird part is, like, I work in a card room, so, I mean, it's a very international crowd. We all love to watch when, when the mats are on. It's, you know, it's on, and then you just hear a lot of the same cliches of what people don't like, and I just, I'm just trying, just like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to walk off because it's just, like, it's so dramatic. And, but I, I think it's, it was kind of cool to see that uh, Austin, I think, was in the top five nationally as far as, like, TV ratings to watch the World Cup mm. that, they yeah, were it, on multiple occasions, at least for the U.S. game. I, I did see that. Yeah. At least for the U.S. game. So I don't know if the, yeah. the broccoli being in town now has made it more. Uh, that's what you called it before. The trees, the dot. You know, anyway. <laughs> broccoli FC. You're poking fun of Austin <laughs> FC. And I, I wasn't really that, that big big into it just yet. So I couldn't get defensive about it. So, But, uh, yeah, I, it's such an interesting time to have to do it right smack dab in the middle of everything and it's been as crazy as i thought and we could probably delve into whatever you think about u.s soccer but like it's i, I think it's probably been all set and done at this point and mm-hmm. it was still yeah. fun to watch man it seems like we're, we're they're, they're getting somewhere but it's still yeah 
talk about it to, yeah. in comparison to the elite programs. It's like, no, it's still, still a long way to go. Yeah, very much a work in progress. And and I think everybody knew this going in that first yeah. of all, it's like, hey, we qualified. So thank goodness after what, <laughs> after what happened in 2018. But then also that I think what people realized because we had been so removed from the qualification process was that how you perform in qualification doesn't necessarily determine how you will perform in a, in a World Cup, right? I.e. Canada, Mexico, and Costa Rica, right? And Costa Rica had, you know, they had a result there that shocked a lot of people, that shocked a lot of people. But you look at Canada, right, and who they overwhelmingly ran away with the with the hex in qualification but yet i think didn't have what they had one goal i think mm-hmm, or they goal. allowed so yeah they had one goal and i think they allowed the second most behind behind costa rica so yeah so it's it's always a mixed bag but i think everybody knew going in in terms of the u.s men's national team that this roster and the building the reconstructing of the program was obviously for more about 2026 um, so what they do, what they do over the course of the next two to two to two and a half years, considering they won't have to go through the traditional qualification process since they're they receive an automatic bid for United 2026. So um, there's talk about the Copa, you know, the Copa America, and that it'll that's, be that's a done deal. Is it official that they will that's host a done it? Deal. Yeah, it, we're yeah, gonna okay. host it here. Yeah, because yeah. Ecuador pulled out. Right. Yeah. So. I knew they had pulled out, but I didn't, and I know there was the push for it, but I didn't know if it was official. But, uh, but yeah, they're they're gonna definitely have to step up who they, who they who they play against in terms of friendlies as well, and then of course, uh, you know that next crop, that next group of talent that's trying to break through as well. In addition to this group, that because just because they were on this roster, it doesn't guarantee that they will be here. You know, three and a half years from now. Rafa, thoughts. Yeah, like I said, and I have big expectations with Mexico. It's just, oh. just, especially with the coaching staff. You know, they just, I think they lost that team. You know, it started strong when we first got hired, and then it just yeah. never progressed. And it just never, and that's what you want. You want a progression, like what the U.S. national team did um, this year. Uh, I know they're, they're they're looking in the mirror as far as fixing a lot of things, you know, especially, you know, even though they're, they're professional league, like Liga Mackey's, I think they're going to try to do a, a regulation promotion and they're going to try to get promote more of the younger players, um, you know, cause they've had success in some of those, you know, the U 15, U 17 world Cups, so Olympics, they got a gold medal mm-hmm. and Lennox, they, they beat Brazil. Um, so they, they, they need to do a lot of fixing with the next three years. Uh, hopefully, like I said, Copa Medica will help out kind of play some tougher competition. I think that's what it's like. And I think ever since UEFA adopted those league of nations, it's kind of mm-hmm. hurt both the U.S. and Mexico to play some of those top European teams that they normally would at, at that time, that those time of year to schedule. Right. Now it's, you know, you're kind of just stuck either with your the, the Caribbean teams, but yeah. and also mm-hmm. some of the South American teams, which, you know, Brazil and Argentina, they want to fly up to the U.S. or Mexico. They're going to ask for a big payday, you know, in order to go to those games. So they, they got Thoughts. a lot of yeah, but, thoughts on uh, thoughts on the the Luis Enrique rumors for Mexico. Yeah, yeah. You know, scale of one to ten, a ten that you th- ten you think I, it's legitimately legit, serious. A one is five. Like, no. I say five. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a great trainer. I mean, but the ticket tacky work. 
you know, in the World Cup. The problem, mm. but like I said, the problem that Spain had that they just didn't have a number nine, and that's the same problem with Mexico right now. You know, they had a number nine, but until he got that that bad hit head injury with their Wolverhampton, he's never been the same player. So yeah. they got to yeah, fix but there that. Was, there was a lot more going on with Mexico too when you had you know Vela. Villa had zero interest in playing, you know, for the selection as well. The kind of fall falling out, you know, with uh, with Tata and Chicharito as well. Mm-hmm. So there was there was a lot more going on there as well. But but in terms of number nines, I mean, you can make that same argument for a handful of teams, right? Look at the U.S. Right, the U.S. couldn't yeah. figure that one out either, right? So so yeah, that's always a tough one. That was a head scratcher leaving out uh, Ricardo Pepe out. Yeah, and oh, I yeah. wonder, yeah. and I wonder if Pepe's kind of. Second guessing, maybe, maybe I should have played for the Mexican national team, and I've probably been been the starter. That, well, that, that, that's, that's a possibility. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious because I read Twitter, and I also have to accept that Twitter's crazy, and the people who are loudest and most opinionated aren't necessarily uh, rational as far as how the, how they view coaching and how they view tactics, and just, it seemed very toxic to a degree. And then there's a. Uh, Threats out there accusing Burkhalter of kind of being a product of nepotism. I I don't know what to think. Like they seem fine, but it's um, they don't want to necessarily throw out the baby mm-hmm. with the bathwater. But yeah, it certainly seemed like there was some decisions that a lot of people questioned, and I'm kind of curious your right. guys' take on them. Is it yeah. between the lines, or is it hey, you don't mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I think obviously when it comes to when it comes to the 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 U.S. Soccer Federation, Greg Berhalter, there's a lot to be questioned there in terms of procedure, in terms of policy, nepotism, uh, the links with brother. Obviously, I mean, those are legitimate questions, right? Right. How it all played out, speculation. It's just that it's speculation. But I think what we do know, or at least what was what was played out, is the the recent drama that you've seen with with you know. And I talked about this in our last episode, our last podcast with with coach uh, Gibbs Keaton from the new UTEP women's soccer coach. We talked about just this is that the, the recent drama with Greg Burhalter and, and, you know, Gio Reyna and why he wasn't getting more playing time, how that unfolded. So be it. I mean, maybe it's not a big story and it was yeah. handled in how, and it was handled in house, but I think the moment, you know, he's at this symposium and he puts it out there and he's he thinks it's off the record, which I think is naive on his part. Right. Because the, these aren't journalists, per se, that he's putting it out in front of. But he's at a leadership symposium and he kind of and he talks about it. He talks about it knowing full well that everybody's going to put two and two together in terms of who he's talking about. I, I question either the I don't know, the I don't want to call it competency level, but you're either doing that because you're just you're either naive or or you're on your way out you want to be on your way out so which which leads me to believe that i think i don't think berhalter returns as the uh, after that after that incident i don't believe he he returns because i think the other piece too because before that happened i think it was the athletic the athletic had put out a story that there were multiple players playing in europe that had uh, they didn't have the greatest of confidence in terms of Greg Berhalter being the coach that they need three and a half years from now, right? So, and then of course this happened, and I just I I personally don't see it, but again, what what do I know? Because yeah, there's been so many so many instances where I think the soccer federation, the USSF, is going to go in one direction, and they <laughs> they go in another. 
Yeah, I mean, like, in match, it didn't seem like they were incompetent or anything, but it certainly, I, I don't know enough to know to be like, uh, they should have done this, they should have done that, but it just certainly seems like, you know, if everything's fine, all of these things are generally at a minimum, or if, if it is, you can contextualize it, and it just seems like a lot of noise, and, you know, if they go that route, hopefully they're, they're able to line up the, the most ideal candidate to right. take this a step further. Right. Well, the game with Louis against Louis Van Gaal, Louis Van Gaal had a great game plan against him. He kind of exposed mm-hmm. a lot of the. Oh yeah, that was just and, brutal. And and if that that group of talent, you know, they have for the next World Cup, they have to at least make it to the semifinal. That group, but the, in order for them to do that, because they're not like so being the host, they have to have a, a coach that's going to elevate because they have really yeah. good players playing in top European mm-hmm. teams. You yeah. need to elevate their level of plays, kind of what right. you know, and that's what Van Gaal did with a lot of you know. That's that's a young group. That's a team that you got to mm-hmm. kind of look out for in you know in twenty twenty six. And when yeah. you see what went for France, look at their level, their players playing with the top European teams. They've taken up another notch, even though they've, they're defending champs. They've taken up another notch mm-hmm. as far as the level of play, especially like Mbappe. Mbappe is just yeah. he's a lot better now than he was in twenty eighteen. So then that's what they need to find in order for them to to make that next jump to really kind of be taken serious. Uh, you know, who's out there? That's it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, Roberto Martinez has also been discussed. I think it's ex uh, manager of Belgium. I There's think a lot he, of names out there. There's yeah. a lot of names out there. It's just a matter of where what direction they want to go but i don't know i think i know mexico's also looking at him at him too and right i know where right. mexico's was, also would, i i still think that they're going to make a serious push for luis enrique for i mean mexico that is mm-hmm. so I, I don't know i i think robert martinez would be a better fit I, I think he's more of a player's coach and and i noticed with luis enrique he, he kind of depended too many too many of his barcelona those barcelona players <laughs> And he was kind of biased against the Real Madrid players, and and, and it did cost him, you know, a couple of games right. because of that. Yeah. You know, let's mm-hmm. say if you have Sergio Ramos on that squad, you know, even though it's a young squad, even though he's an older player, but he has that leadership, and especially yeah. the 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 penalty kicks he makes. I think he could have helped them maybe taking the next step. You know, kind of build that foundation. And show these kids, okay, this is how right. you win games, like especially yeah. these pressure games. Yeah, you can make that's taken from the uh, the Tim Ream mold, right? Mm-hmm. Of what you saw with with uh, with the U.S. Yeah, very very true. Yeah, great stuff. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I think uh, it was exciting to see the U.S. emerge with some sort of identity in terms of their midfield, but clearly they they needed a number nine, and the other piece too was that. <clears throat> they needed depth, right? Because the moment you look to make any sort of substitution that involved, you know, McCann being able to go 90 minutes, that that was tough. But anytime you saw something that involved McKinney, Musa, or Tyler Adams, who had Tyler Adams had a phenomenal tournament. Um, Dude, it's awesome. it just, it, there was this massive drop-off in terms of depth. So depth is the other thing, right? So, so yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But I think – as I mentioned in our la- the last episode with with Coach Keaton, is that I feel my takeaway from this particular World Cup is that this is the the World Cup where the emphasis on possession finally died. Right? Um, it didn't matter. You know, the per- perfect example was the Netherlands and the U.S. Right? Uh, Louis Van Gaal, you know, Van Gaal saying, telling the U.S. here we're, we're going to let you have the ball. 
right? Oh yeah. And and we're gonna force you to you you know in in these terms, and then we're gonna pick our moments and boom, right? You look at, you know, you look at Spain. What was it? Spain versus Morocco. I think they had at one point in that match they had eighty three percent possession, mm-hmm. right? And they <laughs> and they lose. You look at Croatia versus Argentina, right in the semifinal. Croatia had about 68, 69% of possession over the course of the match and they lose. So, and, and you saw that that was a consistent piece in this, uh, in this tournament where you had team, you look at how France plays, right? France, France can kind of play you a certain way and they're going to let you have the ball and they're going to pick their spots and they're going to be vertical and explosive. So, yeah, I think that's my big takeaway. It's kind of what we saw here in San Antonio with our local team in San Antonio FC. The USL final against Louisville, they only had they won three to one, but they only had twenty seven percent possession, and right. and a very yeah. very bad passing, uh, you know, accuracy too. But and I think that's kind of the trend. Kind of, I kind of, I guess you can call it like the the the, the run and shoot uh, type of offense of soccer. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get up the field quick, but we're gonna pick our spots. We'll, you know, we'll let you keep the ball, but we'll pick the spots, but we'll make you pay. You know, yeah. when we have those opportunities, those opportunities, and so forth. And I'm and actually starting to see a lot of little of that is also also in the high school level too. You know, some teams are absorbing, mm-hmm. right? Keep the ball, will absorb it, but they have fast enough players to get up the field and get the ball up quick to exploit a lot right. of those those spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I know, uh, Mike. We got to get you out of here too. So let's go ahead. Let's wrap up. So. Final thoughts on tomorrow's score lines. I think Rafa and I are pretty much sitting on the same thing, but uh, thoughts, who wins, what's the score, Mike? All right. And the uh, Remember when Hank Scorpio asked Homer Simpson, and he's like, uh, hey, what's your least favorite country, Italy or France? And Homer says Italy, and he's like, nobody ever says France. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that approach. Argentina wins 3-2. to two. Uh I'll probably be pulling for Argentina, though. It looks like I have the the flag of France. It's actually Iowa, so that's been standing uh, right there, right in front. But uh, that my head says France is probably significantly better, at least enough in this match. But mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be pulling for Manu Ginobili's Argentina squad. So a lot of love for Manu. So a lot of love for Argentina. Everything. There you go. There you go, Rafa. Yeah, I'm going a France three to two. I think France just has too much offense, but I think the key is going to be the midfield. And uh, you know, uh, Rabiot's been playing. You know, Rabiot, even though he's been a headache on the club teams, he's been playing great in the <laughs> in the World Cup. Isn't that uh, amazing how that works? Yeah. yeah. You know, you know. I guess his mom doing is doing something right for him here with the with the, with the Shams. Uh, you know, also, uh, you know, Griezmann. Griezmann's been kind of like the lost soul in Atletico Madrid and hasn't really done anything ever since he went back after that bad spell with Barcelona. He's, he's, I think he's the key of this game. You know, he really makes that team run, you know, with his passing. He does a lot of the dirty work when it comes to the, their attack. And then kind of the breakout star for them is Shonami. Uh, if you watch him, he's the, he took over a legend in Real Madrid for uh, Casemiro and, Shonami's been playing really good with Real Madrid. He's really stepped it up, and he's even. And this is you're seeing that in all with the French team, especially that goal he, he scored that first goal, and that's in that semifinal. So 
keep an eye on him. He's probably going to be your next one of your next breakout stars from the midfield. He's going to be taking yeah. over from Modric, and then at once Modric retires you know, for Real Madrid. So I, I think I'm going to give the edge to. I think we'll go extra time, but it'll be three to two, France. Yeah. So we're all at, I, interesting. We're all coming across on three to two, right? So I had made my announcement the other night, <clears throat> which I know Rafa saw three to two France as well, but I have a feeling it's going to go at least into extra time, right? So um, that's that's the vibe I get. Because, um, but yeah, I think who gets the first goal I think determines how this starts to unravel, right? But I think that um, France. If, if it kind of comes out like a heavyweight or not a heavyweight fight, but a traditional boxing match where, hey, we're going to feel each other out these first 30 minutes or this first half, I don't know. It, that'll get interesting. It could get tight, right? But I think I think that if France holds back, plays back too long, and they let Argentina, who's very much a rhythm team, a momentum-based team, if they let Argentina kind of build a rhythm, <coughs> excuse me, they could be in trouble. I think they could be in trouble. And of course they got when anytime you messy, anything is possible. Um, but I think two significant factors in this match. Um, I think it's going to be an overwhelming Argentina home match. Just the sheer vault, the incredible fandom that uh, Argentina has had. This tournament has been amazing. And, uh, and then the other piece too, is when all things are maybe equal in a tight match, we talk about, uh, you know, Deschamps for France, we look at the managers. I think at some point this could come down to coaching. Um, Scaloni has done great for Argentina, but his experience level at this stage in comparison to Deschamps could be the difference. It, it, it could make it could be a huge difference here that I don't think enough people are talking about. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I do have it pulling for Argentina. I, I named Argentina as, as the champion before the tournament started and then they turn around and drop <laughs> drop one to Saudi Arabia right out of the gate. And I was like, Oh my God, what have I done? Um, but here they are. And, uh, but I have three to two France. So we'll see. It's kind of one of those where, you know, I think I might be right, but I hope I'm wrong kind of thing. So we'll see. This could, we'll see. This could be but, the game that Mbappe gets out of Messi's shadow. I think this is the game that he, yeah. if he wants to get out of his shadow, this is the one to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could kind of be a, a an early coronation, right? If if France wins this and Mbappe, you know, now at age twenty three, his second World Cup title on top of everything else he's done, it could kind of be that uh, for essentially what makes this match so intriguing, right? Is the passing of the torch, if you will. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure, for sure. So. All right, gentlemen, that's going to do it. Thank you again for joining us. In addition to, we know uh, we know Harry had to run, so thank you, for, thank you to Harry for being here. Thank you to Matt as well from College Promoters USA for joining us. A special two-year anniversary show for our listeners, our supporters. A special, special, special thank you to you. <laughs> thank you to both. Thank you to to you all for everything that you do in support of us. We're grateful for that. And uh, where we started on December, you know, December 15th of 2020 to now is uh, humbling, amazing, grateful, uh, grateful for it all. And uh, just really just humbled more than anything. Uh, a special thank you as well to, you know, to our podcast team, to our proud sponsor, College Promoters USA, our, our podcast team and 
personally my wife who's just uh, a blessing on so many levels and who allows me to do a lot of this in pursuit of trying to trying to unify the state and do many things in support of Texas high school soccer, our coaches, our student athletes. Uh, so yeah. So thank you to her as well. So love you and grateful for you as well. So, all right, guys, thank you. A big thank you, of course, last uh, to Rafa and to Mike as well for being with us along with Mike's uh, special partner in crime there. Who is that Mike? That's Who do we got Chaser. It's Mike Foster. I've had him for nine months now. I've not been able to find him a home. So I'm his best friend. He would like to say goodbye. I guess he didn't really want to, but I I made him. So it's (laughs) doesn't pay any any rent here. So it's got to be good for something. Yeah. I get it. Awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you for your time. And again, we'll be coming back to you. So look for another announcement that'll be being released in probably the next hour or two. Got a big, uh, big time coach joining us next Tuesday on uh, Tuesday. What is that? Tuesday, December 20th. And then that's from one of the preeminent programs here in the greater San Antonio area region Four program. And then we'll have our next edition, next episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer on Thursday, excuse me, Thursday, December 22nd. Right now it's looking like 5 p.m. That's where Rafa and I will start to dive into a lot of upcoming tournaments and what are our initial thoughts on uh, the 2023 season as the UIL season gets gets ready to get underway. And uh, so, yeah, I think that that's where we're at right now. Uh, Excited about everything we got coming up. And uh, yeah, and then we'll have some more the following week, the week after Christmas, we'll have some more episodes coming up as well. So highly excited about all of that. Grateful for all of you again, for our supporters, our listeners. You're the you're the reason why we do it. So, yeah, I mean, any final thoughts, anything you want to share, Rafael, Mike, before we head out? Go Texas. Got the uh, National Volleyball Championship here in a half hour. So there you go. If you're all about the state of Texas, like, hey, this is their chance. Excited for it. A friend of mine's an assistant coach that joined me on a a couple of broadcasts uh, during the volleyball season. So I'm going to be pumped for that. So this is a good settling down period after after the Vikings game. It's it's, it's the wide world of sports day here on a Saturday. So I appreciate you letting me be a part of it, trying to challenge my mind. It's a little fried, though. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, man, we're going to make you the preemptive uh, 512, 512 soccer, high school soccer guy before it's all said and done. So Well, hopefully it leads to us hanging out at the World Cup and having a beverage up there in 2026. There you go. Throw those things and they give us tickets. They're like, these guys have to be there. So. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Cool. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. Rafa, any final thoughts? No, I'm just looking forward, like I said, for the season and also just a little, little plug over the to 10 soccer live or live streams. We're going to be mm-hmm. live streaming some games pretty oh, soon. Oh, yes. So that we'll be on. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, nice no. Cat's out of the bag, eh? Yeah, we'll be live streaming. Like for us, we'll be live streaming some local San Antonio games. Hopefully, some wild and wacky ones like the one I went last year at a Coach Cano's game in Austin with Hyde Fork. So, oh, so yeah. you haven't seen that, it's yeah. on YouTube. So make sure, make sure to watch that. That was a, probably the craziest high school game I've ever seen. Yeah. Lots, lots yeah, of goals. Of, yeah, one of the craziest I've ever coached in, that's for sure. We, we still <laughs> talk about it. So awesome. So, yeah, so thank you again. Yeah, thank you for everything. Oh, Rafa, you got the plug new. What do we got? New Instagram page? What What else? Yeah, we, we have a new Instagram page. So check, like I said, the 
kind of the guinea pig was the Antonia and St. Pius the 10th game. We took some pictures, some videos, and I just got a, a new camera. So I'll be taking some extra pictures on there. So like, so like um, shout out yeah. to Matt. Matt's going to be helping me out. Some of the yeah. pictures of some of the games. And yeah. uh, I think we'll be doing, I think another show pretty soon. I know me and Harry are all discussing and then coming up with the, with those power rankings. I know, I know those power rankings I think it's about for the sheep and all that, whatever. We're just doing it for fun. We just want to recognize, you know, you know, yeah. the, the teams that, you know, do well and, and, you know, what they've done these past seasons and so forth and the upcoming season. So, but you know the number one ranking is going to be the championships. That's the one that matters the most. So, but it's it's good to be to rec- right. be able to recognize teams. You know, we do the research. You know, what their schedules, who are they play, and so forth. So we don't we don't do it as a popularity contest. We actually do the work to to put these yeah. teams on and that deserve to be to have these rankings. Yeah, and a quick uh, quick call out. Want to call out the uh, the coaches out at uh, Lake Travis. So Coach Maloney, Coach Bamel. Can we, for the love of God, can we get uh, my Mr. Mike Youngblood maybe a an LT soccer shirt? Maybe. Right? Yeah, I, so, yeah, I, I emailed come. about that. I missed out <laughs> of the chance to order at the, the state championship one. Yeah. Didn't have any extras. On, so I just had to, like <laughs> I thought about wearing a blank one to be impartial, but uh, no, I, just, I always got to no, rep my tribe. So just, that, jo- that's... just joshing you. It just seems like every every time that we talk, it's like it's. It seems like it's the Lake Travis volleyball shirt, right? So just just got to pick on my guys there. You, got, Travis, you, gotta, so. you have to. It's yeah, it's a yeah. pattern that's developed. I yeah, should have worn my love for Coach, Coach, Coach Maloney, Coach Bamel. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The drip. Yeah. The shout drip, out to the Drippy uh, Springs. Uh, they're awesome, uh, by the way. They're, they're yeah. great people. Yeah. I love. Them. I love them. Yeah. I emailed both the coaches. Got back just a, a ton of great information. So it, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll expect it to hear from more coaches as they come back from winter break. So, right, yeah, awesome, great stuff. All right, that's gonna do it. Let's uh, let's get out of here again for listeners, supporters. Thank you for everything. Two years, it's been great. Looking forward to year number three. Again, you can find us on social media on uh, on Twitter at fifty underscore fifty pod, as well as on Instagram at fifty underscore fifty podcast. Also on YouTube as well as on Twitch. So go on there like subscribe follow please follow that's what helps generate more content that we can do you can find us on all major podcast platforms thank you again for everything and as you know you know the routine by now until the next time keep downloading and keep listening you've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by college promoters usa help us continue to grow by liking rating and subscribing on all major podcast platforms And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.